What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Marin, with another episode of the Marin Ham Show. And today's guest, we have a very special one. She's been doing this for quite a while. She's very well-known in the entertainment industry, behind the scenes. She does her thing in the marketing world, managing world. CEO of Brent Fetish, Tish Taylor Cersei. How are you, Tish? I am good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being a part of it. How's your day going so far? It's going good. A little busy, a little all over the place. After this, I, I just need to recap my to-do list and make sure yeah. I'm yeah. staying focused. <laughs> yep, yep. And it's the first of the month, too. So it's definitely one of those rechargeable rechargeable ways of doing things. Yes, absolutely. Yep, yep. Uh, now, for those who aren't too familiar, give us where you grew up and who is Tish Taylor? Give us where you grew up and what was it like growing up for you? Sure. Um, well, like you said, I am Tish Taylor. Uh, Cersei, I'm newly hyphen it. Um, me and my husband got married last year, 20, well, not last year, 2021. Mm-hmm. And um, I am originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I am the CEO and founder of Brand Fetish, which is a twofold agency um, that offers uh, brand management and under my brand management umbrella um it offers talent management creator management project management and on the other side it's marketing and so it's marketing campaign development and, mm. and a variety of integrated marketing services mm. so I, I currently live in atlanta born and raised in milwaukee wisconsin um i grew up in a not so great household um, with mm. my mom and dad. Um, I was pretty much raised by my grandmother and my great aunt Barbara. Um, I did not start living back with my mom until high school. And yeah, and here I am. <laughs> I was going to say, here you are still living the life. And you made, you, made good, you made good out of it. You know what I mean? You probably got so much experience that you were like, you know what? I could do so much, so much good things out of this. So. You came out of it on top. Yeah, I, I was I was pregnant with my son Jacob at seventeen, and I had him mm. at eighteen. Um, I was like, you know, I was on welfare for about a year mm-hmm. and getting medical assistance from the state of Wisconsin, and it's just it wasn't it wasn't my cup of tea. You right, know, people like to be in your business. There are people who love the assistance, and so in Milwaukee, there's a there used to be a place where we would have to go and meet with like a, you know, a representative or a case manager. And, you know, they would ask us, you know, questions about work and, you know, and it would just be the environment. It was the environment for me, you know, not to down anyone, but it was just the, 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 the mindset of the, of the people who would Mm -hmm. be in this building. And I'm like, Oh no, 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 this is not what I want. Um, so I ended up, you know, leaving Milwaukee, going to Chicago to go to college at the Illinois Institute of Art. Um, my son stayed in Milwaukee with his dad, his dad's family, my mom. We all lived around the corner from one another. Mm-hmm. So I traveled for three years back and forth from Milwaukee to Chicago every weekend until I graduated. So you, you've you got tons of experience going back and forth. <laughs> Yeah. of experience. I mean, hey, you have to do what you have to do. I mean, and I've met so many, I have so many close friends from Wisconsin, you know, from whether it's from, oh. from Madison and uh, there's another one I forget, but they're always, they're always like w- wanting to get out because they're all creatives. They're all actors. They're all photographers. They're always like, 
Wisconsin is not it. Like I need to get out of this shell because they have, they have one type of mindset. They're always like, yeah, like it's always one mindset, like go to work, get your nine to five and go out there. It's, it's not a place for creatives. So they're like moving to LA or moving to New York and it's like a whole new world for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, definitely, you know, smaller city. I feel like back then, you know, early 2000s, late 90s, you definitely needed to move. I don't necessarily think you have to move unless if, unless you're able to like travel back and forth, you know, right. you know, early 2000s, late 90s. I was like the birth of YouTube and, you know, mm-hmm. really the Internet, you know, starting to you know, grow and it became like necessary for us. So, but yeah, yeah. Back then it was like, okay, are we leaving? What are we doing? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. What were some of your biggest, what were some of your biggest inspirations growing up? What inspired you? Whether it was entertainment, whether it was people in your life, what inspired you growing up? Oh man, what inspired me? That was a really good question. You know, for me, when just growing up, I knew that I always wanted better. My mom and dad, you know, they, like I said, it wasn't the best, you know, environment. Dad and mom were, you know, doing drugs, having drugs around the house. There was some, there was a lot of domestic violence that was going on in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, and we were always in the hood and, you know, I love the hood. <laughs> I want to be in the hood though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I, at a very young age, I was always like, I mean, literally four or five. I'm like, oh, this is not how I want to live. Mm-hmm. So I was just always inspired by just the world, like the better part of the world. And I'm like, I want whatever the better part of the world is. Like, that's what I want to experience. So I was always just fascinated. But I'm not even fascinated, but just eager, hungry to just have better, want better. I can't say, I can't necessarily say what has if one thing pinpointed, mm-hmm. you know, if one, if one specific thing inspired me, I think I'm just inspired by just great, just anyone who's doing great, um, mm-hmm. whether they're in the limelight, whether they're behind the scenes. Um, I always would study, you know, just my mom, my mom ran a radio station in Milwaukee. It's the mm. only black on radio station, um, WNOV radio station. And I was just inspired by the label reps that would come in, you know, mm. and they would work the records and they would take the, and they'll come in town with artists and they'll like take them to radio and have them do lifestyle stuff. I was inspired by that. And I'm like, oh, maybe I, maybe that's something that I'll do. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like set in stone, but I was just inspired by the women and men, you know, doing that job, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, anybody that was hustling, doing great. Right. Like, yeah. Inspired by. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was going to say, and you can leave the hood, but the hood, you can't leave the hood within you. That's, that's, yeah. the, <laughs> you know, so, but I mean, again, like, like I mentioned earlier, you traveled so much, you get, you got to see so much more that's out there. And you're like, you know what? I need to do more for sure. Yeah. And, you know, and you chose that path, which is great. You know what I mean? Now, uh, brand versus an artist and how they, how they, and how they. Well, the artist is the brand. Actually. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm a brand, you're a brand, um, the artist, the, the artist who, whatever their name is, is the brand. I feel like artists have multiple brands. They have a personal brand. They have a business side brand. They have the, the, the front of the, the, the front of the house, you know, stage name brand. So, mm -hmm. you know, artists have multiple brands that they have to maintain on the business side is the professionalism with any brand partnerships that they may have. That's one example on the, um, um, the front of house side, the stage side, it's like living up to their name, creating the music that their fans, you know, love, you know, creating mm -hmm. the visuals that their friends love. Now on the personal side, it's just, how do you treat people every day? You know? Mm -hmm. So that to me, that's, that's, you know, talent has multiple, you know, brand branches. Mm -hmm. um, Go ahead. And then the marketing is you, there was a second part, right? Yeah. Like, so it's like the brand, brand versus artists and how their markets are different from each other, but how they also intertwine with each other as well. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's, from what I just explained, you know, the personal brand, the professional brand, mm -hmm. the, the, you know, the personality brand or the character brand, you know, they all come together. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it all makes who that specific artist is, right. you know, so um, it all comes full circle for sure. Mm -hmm. And it's like brand partnerships and endorsements with the artists and all of that jazz as well. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. when we talk about, well, when you say brand, that's what I mean. Like the brand mm -hmm. is like your impression on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what is the impression of the public, you know, or right. a community or what is our impression, you know, what is a culture's impression on that person? So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, if it's brand partnerships, that means, oh, this company sees something in this artist that makes sense to engage them to you know hire them to be in business with them so yeah yeah um how has marketing changed throughout the years since you first began and what are some key approaches to use nowadays with all you know with all social media and a podcast what is your well definitely social media is like such a big part i mean early 2000s i mean we weren't really thinking about social media as as heavy as we are now back then i mean in real life marketing was the go-to i mean when i started marketing it was passing out cds and flyers at clubs it was you know when i was working at sony music i was you know a field marketing rep it was making sure the posters were up in the retail stores you know fye barnes and noble you know at mm -hmm. the time um billboards were you know billboards are still important but you know right. they were Extremely important back then. So, but a lot of in real life activations were so important back then. Radio, oh my God, radio was a big deal. Being in a magazine, being in a newspaper was a big deal. But now it's like anything that you do physically, you have to include digital in it, you know? So all mm -hmm. the messaging is the same. I mean, so it's, you, it's so many touch points now you literally got to hit every touch point you wherever yeah. your target market is or wherever your demo is you you got to hit every touch point that's why it's so important to know your customer who you're trying to target and you have to identify where are they at how am i really going to get in their face so mm -hmm. yeah so that's pretty much the difference 
Yeah, yeah. And it's also like target audience, target audience is the most important key as well when you market. It's like you go and then approaching a different target audience is like, for example, with Beyonce, you know, with the dance album, she totally reached a whole different you yeah. know, target audience. So now she has to cater to that audience for a little bit. But, you know, Beyonce is worldwide nowadays. So it's. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, we're talking music. You know, I think it's important that I just had a call with someone earlier who who's interested in working with me and you know something I had to tell him was like you know if you're going to do music you gotta kind of stick with one genre for mm-hmm. a couple a couple right. projects because mm-hmm. you 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 have to you want to develop yourself in a specific lane mm-hmm. before you kind of like tippy toe into some into another lane mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so you, you don't want to confuse the audience mm-hmm. yeah, and not you just wanna... your audience you gotta well in the music space you're not you you can't just think about the listener you gotta think about the dsp reps you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. when you're mm-hmm. the dsp reps you know you can't pitch to the r&b rep one week and then next week you're pitching to the pop rep like you gotta right. stay in your lane like you gotta mm-hmm. Remember that there are multiple communities when you are releasing records. So you got your general, like the listener, but then you got like this internal business community that you have to, you know, you have to um, build a story with. This right. Thing. Yeah. Kind of create create a core audience, pretty much. Well, yeah, you definitely yep, creating a core audience. Yeah, for sure. The larger part of the audience. For right. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Creating, and your diehard fans. In the beginning, yeah. in a, in a sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've also worked with so many like different companies, like GMR. I think it's a game, Cinematic Music Group, and now you're the CEO of Brent Fetish and Tish Taylor 360 as well. What is something you have learned throughout all of this experience that you still apply today? Well, I've always had my company, Brent Fetish. It was just named something else. <laughs> mm, okay, I've always. I've always had my agency. It has transitioned and evolved over the years since 2009. I have decided 2023 that I was not going to treat my agency like a side hustle because I've always worked for other, you know, other companies. GMR Marketing was actually the second company I worked for after I worked for Sony Music mm-hmm. from 99 to 2005. So GMR, I was an account manager overseeing a Kimberly Clark account. And that's really where I learned corporate um, event marketing. So mm. I oversaw an activation that toured a national Scott Tissue tour activation that hit festivals that had major sampling campaigns at a variety of you know retail stores from L.A. to New York to Philly to Houston to really all over. We probably had right. like nine nine teams covering a variety of regions. And then a, another a brand a brand team that was on the road hitting all the festivals. But oh, what I learned is that we're all utilizing the same way to get the message out. Mm. We're all utilizing whether you're in corporate, you know, consumer goods, whether you're in the music space. We're all using Facebook. We're all using Instagram. We're all using TikTok. We're all <laughs> right, you know, right. <laughs> content marketing. We're all use, utilizing TV, possibly. We're all doing in real life activations. We're doing in store activations. We have POP up. 
we're all doing the same thing. It's just that how are we getting the eyeballs on us? How are we grabbing attention some way, somehow? And so honestly, nothing too different. <laughs> right. I was going to say, there's nothing too different. Yeah. <laughs> nothing too different. Nothing too different. You just really got to know the psychology of your, and we don't do real, we don't really truly identify the psychology of our audience in the music space, like consumer goods space. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I would say that's, you know, it's just, you know, the music industry is a bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so I don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's that much of a difference to be honest with you. I think I answered. Hopefully, I answered that question. Yeah, yeah no, you you definitely did. Yeah, he definitely did. Okay. Uh, now, outside of everything that you do, what are some hobbies you like to do? I mean, you're always on the run, but like, what are some hobbies you like to do when you're? Oh, I love just spending time with my husband, family, talking on the phone to my friends. I love shopping. I have a, a major passion for fashion. I actually went to school for fashion merchandising mm -hmm. and buying. Okay. I just did not like working retail. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I don't like working retail. But I knew <laughs> everybody in the music industry. So I was like, well, let me intern. And then I had interned for Sony and was hired um, with Sony Music upon graduating in 2001. And mm -hmm. so, um, so yeah, I, I love... I don't have one specific hobby. I like traveling. I don't like traveling a lot, you know, but mm -hmm. I love, I like traveling. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the simple things in life, pretty much. The simple things. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty much easy breezy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had guests here that are just like, I just like to just binge watch TV all day. All my yeah. I, listen, I love a good documentary i love a mm -hmm. good you know autobiography type you know scripted um show you know like the crown um right. you know shows like that yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Are, are you watching anything new that's like a new new series that you're into i'm not, I'm not and i need to find something i'm mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. right now i'm just so focused on my agency and it's mm -hmm. just it's been um it's, it's been taking a little bit of my time. So right, yeah. making sure everything is in line and I have, mm -hmm. just want to be clear and I'm servicing my clients, right? So I haven't had a chance to truly binge watch much of anything. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, busy is always good. You know, it's always good to stay busy. Yeah, busy is good. Getting rest is good too, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm true. I'm definitely an advocate for turning it off when you need to. Right, so. right. <laughs> now, now, if your life had a soundtrack, which five tracks would you pick? If my life had a soundtrack, mm -mm -mm. oh my God, that's hard. Mm -hmm. I love so much music. Mm -hmm. I can't even think of a title, to be honest with you. I I, I will have to circle back because <laughs> 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 I have no clue. Right, right. <laughs> I don't have like one specific favorite album. There's no song that I got to listen to every single day. Um Mm, okay. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I what like about like what about like artist? Uh artist. Oh my goodness. That's good too. Of course, um Jacob Lattimore. <laughs> <laughs> of course, my son. Um who else do I truly love as an artist? Um I'm a big gospel head, so Tasha mm. Cobbs Leonard. 
gosh, um, Pastor Mike Jr. Mm, okay. Um, Jacoya, she's a an amazing gospel singer. I I really love 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 gospel. I mean, of course, you know, I just, I love everybody. I, I I there's no one that I I, I can say I don't like right. really like or don't like. I mm-hmm. just love great music. Um, you know, of course, your Beyonce is Brandy, right? Yeah. Uh, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, saw Babyface not too long ago. Me and my husband went to see Babyface and Anita Baker Valentine's Day. Babyface nice. is so amazing. Um, so I'm just like literally an open book when it comes to music. Mm, right? Mostly, mostly R and B. I'm, I'm guessing. It's like I'm noticing a lot of R and B is your go to. R and B, yeah. My, I love R and B and I love gospel. Gospel is my favorite genre. So, right. yeah. So it's a party on Sundays for you and the house. It's also a party on every day. I play gospel every day. <laughs> I play gospel. Every, I play gospel more than I play R and B. Honestly, nice. Yeah, nice. daily. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Jacob Lattimore, who's a great, great, great artist and great actor as well. I love him in The Shy, um, and you also you manage him as well. Obviously, uh, what uh-huh. is some? What is the? What is the best advice you have for those handling that type of position, being a momager? Well, you know, I really like to put the title momager on there, but that's cool. But um, (laughs) I just feel like as a mom that manages their kid or a momager, we just care way more. Mm -hmm. That's it. We care way more. We're going to care way more than anybody else going to care. That's it. That's the only. That's that is the plus with us. It can be a plus and a negative because sometimes Mm -hmm. you 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 want to be mindful that you may not know everything and cannot be in control of absolutely everything so that's when you have to that's when the that's when you you know that the business side has to you know come to the forefront you know like i have to i gotta bring an ancillary team to help me in certain areas you know so Mm. um but yeah that's the difference between the momager and just the you know, the title manager. We care right. way, we care way more. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, what I can say is that if you're going to be in this business, it's very important. And as a manager, it's very important to learn absolutely everything about the business. There are multiple, when you're in the entertainment or the music space, there are a plethora of things that you need to learn, not just, you know, general business and how to run a business and how to help your client grow a profitable business but you just need to learn the ins and outs of the of the business that you're in you need to learn the the ways you make income um you need Mm -hmm. to know who's who you know you want to do your research on who's who you don't want to get played you want to make sure you know you have a great attorney you want to you know, you 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 want to know how you want to know all about marketing. You want to know about strategy. You want to know about planning. If you're going to be a manager, you need to know damn near everything because mm-hmm. you are as a manager. You are you're the chief operating officer of your clients. Exactly. You know, career, mm-hmm. personal. You know, whether you hold. You know, you're over. You oversee personal business and you know their general, you know, overall business and businesses. So um, it's important to learn absolutely everything, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. 
It's important. And relationships are, are key factors as well, like, and not burning bridges. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. that that's, that's, that's in any business. So, right, right, right. <laughs> that's in any business. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the key thing, like you mentioned, is the key thing pretty much overall is just do your homework. Do, do your, your research. Homework. Do yep. your homework, do your research, know the who's who's. I mean, that's how I started this podcast is on most of my guests are people that work behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And it's because they have a story as well. You know, like I always say, uh, an artist doesn't does uh, an artist can maneuver by themselves. They need they need a whole team at, mm-hmm. at points. You know what I mean? Like a, bro- a clock can't work without the pieces behind it. Mm-hmm. Now, Bossy Coffee Expound on the brand and the mission behind it. Oh, sure. Okay. So Bossy Coffee is is on hold right now. But Mm. Bossy Coffee, I've always wanted to create a consumer, you know, consumer brand. Mm -hmm. And um, I I love coffee. I love, I don't, (laughs) I don't, I don't drink it literally, you know, every day, but my experience with coffee is always coffee for me in my experience is like, it's almost like my vitamin to get shit done. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to use, I don't want to say shit, but you know, that's the best way I can say it. It's right. like, it makes me feel like that sip in that cup for something <laughs> it makes me feel like, okay, let's go. Like, let's mm-hmm. get it done. And so mm-hmm. that's how Bossy Coffee was birthed at 3 a.m. one night. Mm-hmm. And so um, I had no clue what I was doing. I just knew that I had a bomb name <laughs> yeah and, you know so full the the tagline is bossy coffee wake up the boss in you so mm-hmm. basically it, it it the 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 brand really targets those that love coffee number one but also mm-hmm. it's just it's 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 a motivational factor you know it's motivating you to believe in yourself it's motivating you to be confident in yourself um and it's motivating you to just encourage yourself to be whoever you want to be, do whatever you want to do in life. Like, let's go, you know, like take this sit and then let's go. Yeah. I mean, I drink, I drink like three cups a day almost. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm a, I'm a big, I'm European as well. So that kind of coincides with it. Like we love coffee. Uh-huh. So it's like five in the morning, six in the morning. I'm up. The first thing is like, I'm, do not talk to me. I don't even look at my phone. I just go straight to the coffee machine. And I'm just like coffee. And like you said, the first sip done, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm ready now. Yeah. Turn yeah. on the phone. Let me get going. And then yeah. noon comes around. I was like, all right, lunchtime. I do my lunch and I have a cup of coffee with, with, with water and lunch and then come around like five, like right now after this, I'm probably going to have another cup. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's just, you know what I mean? It's just one yeah. of those. It's like, because I'm probably going to edit this episode after. You know what I mean? So I was okay. like, okay, let me do it with a cup of coffee. And it's nice out. Yeah. It's a beautiful day or something. Let me go outside and just kind of do it. It's it, I can't go without coffee. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you need it. And it's, and like it keeps your brain going. Motivation. Mo- you're just super motivated. Your brain just keeps rolling and rolling. You mean you had this idea at like 2, 3 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like maybe coffee had an effect on that. It's like maybe... <laughs> So it's like three in the morning. And, you know, as a, as a person who works within the creative industry, those are your best ideas. Come, They come at like two in the morning, three yeah, in the morning. That's what I was just going to say. It's like I didn't have coffee, but honestly, God just kind of delivers, you mm-hmm. know, these ideas in my head that mm-hmm. late at night sometimes. Yeah. So, but yeah, but it, it's, that's one idea. I, I was like, I, I ran with it, but I'm yeah. in the process of just revamping 
some things for for bossy coffee mm-hmm. my goal is to hopefully relaunch not even really relaunch but be back up and running by between may and august i, I still gotta figure it out i'm just i don't want to overwhelm myself i want to mm-hmm. just finally got some clarity and direction um uh, for brand fetish so i just want to make sure my agency is you know, running a bit smoothly before I add something else to my plate so mm-hmm. I can be, um, just so I can be a hundred percent focused. Right. Yeah. Not one uh, foot in and one foot out. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want to make sure it's a hundred percent there and the people yeah. understand it fully and they're yeah. fully on board. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. what is your favorite part about what you do overall? What's your favorite, most beautiful thing that you like? Uh, does I, love uh, doing I guess I like strategy. I like the strategy of, of, you know, the marketing plan, like, okay, this is what we're going to do, but how are we going to do it? How are we going to get there? So mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's what I like on the marketing, on the marketing side for my clients, on the management side, it's, it, it feels good to help them make their dreams come true and, you know, and build a profitable business, you know? So um, not many people can say they're helping others build businesses, you know, lucrative businesses, profitable businesses, you know, um, coming from something to, you know, having zero in your bank account and being in the negative to, you know, like, damn, I can do what I want to do. Right, right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it feels good to help others, you know, do that. So Mm -hmm. it's a sense of accomplishment in the end, too. And you feel good about yourself as well. For sure. Yeah. It's yeah. a win. It's a win-win situation. Yeah. Uh, yep. mm-hmm. Now, towards the end of the podcast, I have these 10 questions that require rapid one-worded answers. Okay. Uh, and the first question is, what is your favorite word? Mm-hmm. Probably a bad word. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite word, husband. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and congratulations on that as well. Congrats on Thank that one. You. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your least favorite word? My least favorite word. Um, my least favorite word. I don't know. Probably another person. I probably can't even say their name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Uh, what turns you on in life? What turns me on in life? Uh, what turns me on in life? Beyond my husband. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just accomplishing my goals. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's mm-hmm. it. Just really accomplishing my goals mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. hitting targets and seeing things come to fruition. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what turns you off in life? Ooh, liars, uh, <laughs> liars, clout chasers, um, people that are truly not authentic, um, turns me all the way off 100%. So what sound or noise do you love? Ooh, what sound or noise do I love? What sound? Um, Maybe a Zelle deposit. I was going to say, that's probably a cash app sound. <laughs> yeah, 
deposit reminder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say it's probably a, it's probably one of those money sounds. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> some type of money notification sound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what sound or noise do you hate? Ooh, my dog barking. Lord have mercy. Mm. <laughs> yes. But you still love him in the end. Of course I love him, but yeah. <laughs> I need you to shut up, okay? <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite curse word? Probably B-I-T-C-H. Bitch, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> It can be it can be used in a good way and in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, you can flip it both ways. Mm-hmm. It get used. It do get used. I do <laughs> but it get used. Mm-hmm. Uh, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Hmm. What profession other than my own would I like to attempt? You know, I need to learn how to do makeup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all I say, makeup okay. artist. Mm-hmm. I need to learn how to do makeup real bad. Very mm-hmm. much so. Very mm-hmm. much so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of weed out the makeup artist during the photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably still hire one, but mm-hmm. I need to learn how to do it. So I'm going to say mm-hmm. makeup artist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what profession would you not like to do? Ooh, anything that has to do with bugs, snakes, mm. uh, nursing like cnas <laughs> oh, okay okay things like that no <laughs> <laughs> pass yeah. um, and the last one is if heaven exists what would you like to hear god say when you arrive at the pearly gates god well done and welcome mm-hmm. any last words you like to do the people any shout outs and where can they follow you on the social sure um i would say my last words is you know to as hard as it can be you know be sure to encourage yourself, keep yourself motivated, give yourself social media breaks. Um, sometimes we are indirectly, you know, taking in and feeding ourselves a lot of negative energy. And mm-hmm. sometimes we wonder, why are we down? Why are we depressed? And sometimes we just need a break and to turn it off and shut that shut that world out for a minute. So, um Yeah, I just want to encourage people to take those breaks so they can keep their spirits high. They can stay focused on their their lane, their Mm -hmm. world, their goals. Um, And you can follow me at Mrs. Tish Taylor on Instagram. Um, My agency at Brand Fetish Agency on Instagram and Facebook. And that is pretty much it. Um, all right, guys, this is another episode of the Mar and Ham Show featuring Tish Taylor. Peace. <laughs>